Hello, everyone. Welcome to Speak Brave Podcast with your host, your dedicated, your loyal, hardworking host, Mark Guy. And I hope that in a cycle of the day, you find some time to listen to this uh, treasure, to this, uh, to this file, so that can help you in your business and in your life. And you know what? Let's be honest. You need this podcast because you've been, you've been waiting. You've been subscribing. Thank you for your support as well. So I have a question for you. Have you ever thought about writing a book, perhaps a story from your childhood or something that you see people make mistakes over and over and again, and you see that your knowledge, your expertise, your testimony will help someone? But with, as, with everything else in the world, we live in a complex, fast-moving, dynamic world, and you don't know where to start. You have no idea what resources are available, how to work with Amazon, are you going to do self-publish or get a publisher? You have zero experience, but your heart earns to share the message. And if you ever ask those questions, I have someone today, my dear friend, Rich Fontaine, best-selling author, author of many different books, children's book, fiction, nonfiction books, and he has something that he would like to share with you to encourage you, equip you, so you can become an author as soon as possible. Hey, Rich. Hey, Mark. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I much appreciate it. I love that you're here, sir. We have known each other for at least five years, and we work together on different stages and different projects, and I always value your presence. So, Rich, you. can you, let's just get started. How, how can I become an author? How did you start, and what, where, where, where should I begin? Where should you begin? Well, <laughs> you know, I asked a mentor once that same exact question. I remember right from the stage, he was speaking. I was at a Get Motivated, and they pointed to me and said, sir, you have a question. I said, yes. Where do I get started? I want to be a best-selling author. I want to be a professional. I want to be just like you. And he said, first, number one thing you have to do is write the book. <laughs> That's number one is write the book. Because if you don't have the book ready, none of this will matter. So you have to get everything from your head onto paper or onto a recording file or onto a blog. Some way you have to be able to express yourself in order to start the process of writing a book. How I started was from an idea. I had this idea, my very first book called The East Side was just an idea. It was, I would say, you know, what if Romeo and Juliet was in modern times? How would that look like? What would that be like? And it was just this gnawing idea that was in my head. I was like, man, that would be a great, great book. And one day I was interning. No, I was actually got a job in Miami, Florida, uh, working as a construction manager. And I remember just a few months into the job, I realized that engineering construction is probably not going to be my ultimate future. Just sitting in a cubicle all day, um, dealing with people that I didn't really like and they didn't really like me. It just doesn't seem ideal to me. So I did the first step. I just started writing. I took my notebook, a five-star, five-star notebook, no affiliation. <laughs> and I just started writing. I just started writing every chapter and I just started spilling this idea 
onto the page. Now, was it the grandest, the best thing that ever since sliced bread to come out? No, it was a manuscript. So it was raw, it was rugged, but I believed in it. I truly, truly believed in it. And so I started to shop it around and I shopped around various publishers. They all said, no, <laughs> they all said, no, we're not interested. We're not interested. I actually only went to one, only one that was interested, but I ended up finding out years later that there was a scam. And the funniest thing is about intuition. I know this is not the topic, but always follow your gut. Something told me before I was about to sign the, the contract and something told me, no, Rich, this is not for you. Even though how bad I wanted it to come to reality, I just followed my gut. And so I didn't sign the contract and I started working at a K jewelers uh, because I ended up leaving that construction job. Actually, I'm getting fired. Long story. We're not going to go there. And I remember sitting at K jewelers thinking, this ain't my life either. <laughs> and I had to do something. I had to make a step. I had to take on the challenge of my own life and take my life into my own hands. So I went to a print shop and I said, hey, I just want to print out my manuscript. And the printer said, okay, what are you printing? I said, I'm printing out a novel. They said, really? I explained the novel. They said, yeah, that sounds really good. I said, thank you. He said, did you know that there's a publisher, local publisher, uh, two miles from here? I said, no, I, I have no idea. He said, you should go talk to him. So I took my manuscript to him. Guy was a really good guy, Jamaican. And he read the book and he said, Rich, I like it, but it needs some help. <laughs> I said, okay, that's, that's great. I said, teach me, show me. He said, all right, I'm gonna help you edit and proofread this book, which he did. And he ended up publishing it. And that kind of just started me on the path. But it all started from just taking the idea from my head onto notebook paper. Mm, 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 mm. I love this story, Rich. I never knew that you worked as a construction manager in Miami. And then yeah. you also worked as someone in a K Jewelers. Um, that's a very diverse experience. <laughs> uh, yes, I have a lot of uh, different works experiences. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure you have stories to tell about this. Um, okay, too so too many? <laughs> too many stories. <laughs> well, <laughs> like my life has been an experience, just to say the least. Yeah. So let's just, um, let's, let's explore a little bit more. So sure. what, the name of that book was at Eastside, right? Is that? The Eastside, yes, correct. I remember that book. Um, and then you have published several others since that time. Isn't that right? Correct. Correct. Um, so, so you know, life happens when, go ahead. So, so take us through that. Sure, sure. I, I truly believe life happens when you make a decision. Um, from that moment, once I came out with the book, I was finally published. I had a big book launch event, which actually did, did fairly well for a first time author. And that was just the kind of the kick in the pants, say the least, to say, this is, this feels good. This is where I want to be. This is the life that I want to have. And I started getting into my next book. But what happened was I had some rough times up to that point. And what led to that book, for me to finally make a decision, was learning self-development. I started learning from people like Jack Canfield and Robert Greene and um, Abraham Hicks and all these great mentors, Les Brown. And I started really believing in myself. And so when I saw the magic of what happened when I finally started believing in myself, I started to realize I was doing certain things that I wasn't doing before. 
I was thinking in a certain way that I wasn't thinking before. I was acting a certain way that I wasn't acting before. And when I made the shift, that's when I started to see life start to change for me. And so my second book was called Destiny on Purpose. I realized that I was doing things that were creating success in my life. It wasn't random. It wasn't luck. It was actually by, by law. But there's, there's laws in the universe that create success. So I created a book called Destiny on Purpose, which led in, when I wrote the book, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. It was really like my own life notes to say. So I took all the great books, all the great knowledge. I read the top 25 books of self-development that, you know, if you go to the list, what's the top 25 books? I read all of them. And I started reading even more and more and more. So I read about 50 books in one year. Mm. And I just had all this knowledge in my brain. And I just started writing it all down on paper which led to me to the 20 laws of success and led me to destiny on purpose, just a manuscript. And I had an idea again, life happens where I had inspired action, which I talk about in my book, but inspired action basically means when a thought comes to you that, you know, it's not your thought. It's not something that you sat down and say, okay, let me get a pen and paper and let me think about this. What am I going to do next? It's not that it's like, you're literally in the shower and an idea pops in your brain. I was driving to the gym. I remember I parked my car in an idea pop and said, you should have Les Brown write the forward for your book. Mm. Now, I knew it wasn't my own thought. Why? Because that's an outrageous thought. I don't know Les Brown at the time. <laughs> I didn't know how to get in touch with him. He was just, you know, this is this big legend. And I'm like, how am I get Les Brown to do anything for me, let alone write my forward? And so I just said, you know, that's, so usually when those ideas come, People tend to say, you know what, that's impossible and just forget about it. But what I've learned from my self-development is when you get an idea like that, go for it. And so I called my wife at the time with my girlfriend and said, you know, I want to get Les Brown to write my forward. And she said, let's do it. And she's a very big uh, open person as well. She doesn't like, she doesn't believe in obstacles. She just said, let's do it. I said, okay, <laughs> I don't, we don't know how, but let's do it. And I promise you, Mark, two weeks later, she sends me an email that Les Brown was going to be in Orlando, Florida. I said, get out of town. She said, no, he's going to be here in Orlando, Florida. He's doing a show. We have to go to it. She signed us up. She got us tickets. We went. And that's where I met the great Les Brown. And he was doing an organization. He said, hey, I want you to join my organization. He said, he put me in a contest. He said, if you send me a speech of three minute speech, you can speak with me on stage if you win. About thousands of people sent in their um, videos mm -hmm. and I was the top one of the top 20s, wow. which was just a blessing, a blessing. And so I got a chance to meet him, uh, got certified with him through his organization and he basically sponsored my book. And that's kind of what led to Destiny on Purpose coming out and being a Les Brown certified uh, material. Mm. But all came from, again, just letting life guide you versus trying to make everything happen. Rich, what a beautiful story. I, again, um, I, you know, I know you, we, we <laughs> see each other almost every day on Facebook and around the community events, but I never had the privilege to hear this origin story about um, the East Side and Destiny on Purpose. And I was able to work with you a little bit as a 
MC for Destiny's MC Purpose. MC on this, yes, yes. That was back in 2018 or 2017, was it? I don't remember. Uh, 2017, I believe. 2017. 2017. It was a great times. And I know that you're constantly learning. You're yes. constantly learning. So if you don't mind, I have so two follow-up questions. So you have Eastside, then Destiny on Purpose, and you have something else going on. Uh, with a children's book now you try or you actually wrote and created yes. and launched and then I have a follow-up question so tell us about the other projects after the uh, first two yes thank you uh, the third book was the nerd who saved the universe and how that came about was uh, very serendipitous as well you know my life is full of serendipitous moments um, I wanted to write a book for children so when I wrote destiny on purpose I knew it was good for adults but I knew there was kids that had certain issues of becoming more because I didn't really start the journey until I was really 25 years old, 26, 27. And I, I, for the life of me, I wish I knew the knowledge I knew then back at 16, back at 15 years old, back at 13, 12 years old, where my life would be now if I had the knowledge. And I wanted to share that with kids. And so I had an idea. This was an analytical idea. I told my wife, I said, hey, I want to write a book called Destiny on Purpose for Kids. And she said, no. <laughs> I said, why not? She said, well, because Destiny on Purpose is a lot of information, a lot of technical things, um, a lot of good mindset, a lot of good information, but kids get bored. They like stories. And I said, okay, you know, I would love to write a story. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of background information before I get to this point is I started The Nerd Who Saved the Universe was actually supposed to be my first book before The East Side. Mm. Before The East Side, The Nerd Who Saved the Universe was my first book. I had the title, the title just popped into my mind and I started writing the first chapter. And for some reason, Mark, I couldn't get past the first chapter. I just, I had complete writer's block. I just couldn't get a story in my brain. It just, it just wouldn't flow. And so I just got frustrated and I put it on the shelf. Now, fast forward, after Destiny on Purpose was written, I started thinking, okay, what is a good story to tell these kids? And then popped in my brain, the nerd who saved the universe. So what I realized was my mission in life is for self-development, is to give a good message, not to write something that just entertains, but something that has an underlining positive message that changed lives. And once I had that concept and I mixed the two together, the book just, the book just flew out of me. I finished that book in maybe five months, mm. wrote the whole entire thing, and it was just done. And everything just felt so good about it. And I gave it to my sister. I gave it to a couple of family members. They read it. They said, Rich, this is really good. This is a really, really good book. And I said, all right, cool. And I decided to publish it. And at the time, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to put it out there. Uh, I don't know why, because I just wasn't in a good space. I was in a little bit of a funk after Destiny on Purpose. It's um, the fear of success. A lot of things started coming my way after that book came out. And it was a little bit too much at once. Mm -hmm. I started getting phone calls like crazy. People, hey, come to here. I want you to do this for me. It was just a lot at once. And suddenly I said, you know what? I want to go back to why I started this. So I took a little bit of a pause. And when the energy started to die down, that's when I knew it was the right time to come up with the nerve safety. I wanted to be clear with my intentions that this was not for fame and fortune. This is for to help individuals and kids learn the truths about what makes somebody successful. 
And it starts with your mind and it starts with your imagination. And that's what the book is truly about, is how to use your imagination to create the life that you want, to create the persona that you want. Some people say, how do you become more courageous? You envision yourself courageous. You see yourself courageous. Even if you can't see yourself, who, who can I emulate? You know, um, Robert Kiyosaki is one of my best mentors. He said when he's in business, and he's in business meetings, he actually embodies his mentors. And he uses his imagination to make these great deals, and that's why he's very successful in himself. So that's what that's the, um, the Nerve Who Save the Universe is about, is how to use your imagination to create the success that you want. Rich, um, I heard a very important moment just a couple minutes ago from you. Sure. And I'd like to ask you, if you could, knowing what you know now about the publishing process, the writing regimen, the discipline, the, the work that it takes, and the dedication, what would you do differently knowing that you know what you know now as an established best-selling author and teacher of writing and publishing? What, what would that be? If, I'm sorry, ask one more time. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, what, what, would you, what would you do differently knowing everything you know now? Or what would you tell your, your younger self before you published that first book? <laughs> you know, I, honestly, nothing. Nothing I would do differently. And the only reason why is what makes me a great teacher, and makes me a great mentor, is the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations that I've learned to get me there. If I, had, if I skipped steps, I couldn't be a great teacher. Because one of the biggest things, you, you've been in my workshop, I talk about the mindset part that you need to understand that in order for you to create any type of success, you have to have that dedication. You have to have a burning desire. It has to be a must than just a want. It has to be a need than just a mediocre desire. See, when I think about these books, that's why they're deep to me and they're, they're for a reason. Because if I just came out with a book, again, for entertainment, I have writer's block. I can't write it. <laughs> but if I know there's a big, deep reason and I know I'm helping people. It's just something that flows in me. It gives me an energy that really pushes me to write my best material. And so I think helping others by going through my own trials and tribulations so they don't have to, I think is one of the greatest things people could do with their own lives. Mm, love that. Rich, um, yes, I have attended your full day workshop and it was online <laughs> because of the health <laughs> crisis and the way that we have to adjust. Could you tell, talk to us um, what's, what kind of things you are teaching? What is the process like? What are the, some of the uh, quick success stories or case studies of your students and people who have worked with you? Because I, I see the testimonials. I know the people who have published with you and worked with you. Just uh, We're coming to the close of this interview, but please tell about your work. Absolutely. So actually one person I want to give a shout out to Cecily Wilson. Um, she's an awesome student of mine. She took my workshop and she took it and just ran with it. Um, I challenged everyone on the call on their workshop to pre-promote. Even when your book is not out yet, go online and start promoting it. Let people know what you're doing. Let people know that the book is out there. And I still have people that hesitate, you know, even though I, I push them, I say, man, you, you have to do this right now. But you still have people that hesitate and they're like, oh, I don't know if I can. And they still have those blocks, those mental blocks. 
she took it and just ran with it. I saw her pre-promoting, pre-promoting, and I saw one of her posts had 500 uh, looks and views on it. And she's ready, she, wants, she already sold 250 pre-orders. Already 250 pre-orders. Um, she came back to me, the, the class was a free class for that particular one, and she came back and asked, hey, can you help me with some promotional items? So I made some promotional items for her that helped took off. And it's that type of mindset that says, I don't know where I'm going to land, but if I put in the work, good things will happen. Good things will happen. And so she's just a great testimony that if I just follow what my mentors tell me, that's how I live my life. I have an affirmation I say every morning. I listen to my mentors. So when I have doubt, I say, okay, what would my mentor say? And I just go for it. I just go for it because that's the reason we learn from them is <laughs> to listen and emulate and take action of what they tell us to do. So what I teach in the course is to take action, is to have a proper mindset, a warrior's mindset, because being an author, there's tons of people selling books, but there's only a select few that actually really make money doing it and become best-selling authors doing it because they have a mindset of, I'm going to do what I need to do to make this happen. I also teach you how to build a brand, which is highly important. Many people are trying to sell things, but they don't really have a brand. And your brand has to be very defined because once you define your brand, you define your audience. And instead of trying to promote, and this is what I told Cecily, instead of trying to promote to everybody, she already had a buzz because she was, um, she appeared on Steve Harvey's Family Feud several years ago. And I told her, she was like, well, I'm gonna promote to these people. I was like, no, 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 no. Find out all the people that's already looking at that Steve Harvey clip and reach out directly to them. There's no reason I'm trying to send it to everybody when you already have an audience, you already have a niche, you already have a brand. That interview with Steve Harvey is your brand. And she said, you're 100% right, Rich, you're 100% right. So we stuck to that narrow corridor. And that narrow corridor started helping her get more buzz because she's not trying to sell to everybody. She's trying to sell specifically to her audience. And so that's what we teach, is how to get a brand, how to get an audience, how to write more books in less time. I'm on my, I've, I've been featured on 10 books, Mark. Wow. <laughs> uh, by the end of the year, I have several books that's coming out for the end of the year. So this, by the end of 2020, I have 10 books underneath my belt. So I, I can teach you how to write faster, how to have a writing schedule. Because if you don't schedule your life, your life won't happen. Absolutely. You have to schedule your life. And so I teach you how to schedule it. I teach you how to publish, self-publish. And the self-publish part is the easier part. But how to format, how to choose the right cover, how to, what size of my book? You know, some people, like for children's books, children's books are a lot larger in size than a regular self-development book. Some people don't know. I see self-development books huge. And people are like, oh, I don't want that. That's too big. <laughs> I don't want to read that. But kids' books are bigger because they're more illustrations. So little technical things like that will help you sell more because it's mostly psychology when you're marketing. And we teach you marketing, the psychology of marketing. Why is McDonald's so effective? Why is Google so effective? It's for reasons of psychology more than it is just, I'm just going to send out a commercial and let everyone see it. It is very, they're very specific on who their niche market is. So we go through all of that and we create a mission statement because you have to get into your mindset 
in order to really push yourself. Mm. It's not the world that's stopping us from doing anything. It's always ourselves. Absolutely. Rich, you are speaking my language. <laughs> and that's why we, I think, connect uh, on all these different uh, venues and, and a lot of interest. Rich, we have come to the end of this interview. Uh, you are a passionate writer, a passionate creator. Uh, please tell us the best way that people can contact you today so they can learn about your bootcamp. What is the best way so we can learn more? Uh, join my Facebook or my Instagram to contact me directly. You can find me at Rich Fontaine on Facebook or you can find me at Rich Fontaine on Instagram. And just type in Rich and Fontaine, not Fountain, because people mess that up for some reason. Fontaine, F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E. That's F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E. Rich as in money rich. Fontaine on Instagram and Facebook. And you can message me directly. Excellent. And I recommend everyone reach out to Rich and ask him, uh, take an assessment, talk to him about possibility becoming a best-selling author, just like Rich. You will learn. You will be equipped because I am. Um, I have taken it and I learned so much. And I'm so grateful that Rich is, is able to do that. Thank you, Rich. Thank you for your wisdom, your energy. Mark, I'm sorry. Before we go, I hate to cut you off. Can I add one more plug? Please do. Um, I have a, my, another workshop of Right to Grow Rich, mm-hmm. my workshop of Right to Grow Rich on August 22nd. It's an all-day, one-day workshop of how to become a successful author in one day. I teach you all the tips and tricks all in one day and within eight hours. So, so it's a full workshop all day, but you'll get all the gems, and it's on August 22nd, 2020 of this year. Or, again, if you reach out to me in those outlets, I can tell you when our following one, if you, get to chance, if you don't get a chance to come to this one. But Right to Grow Rich, August 22nd. And I will make sure that I will put your social handles and links to this workshop uh, for the August 22nd, uh, 2020, and for the future ones. So the people can contact you without um, any difficulty because everyone needs to know about Rich Fontaine. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you Thank so much you. for having me. Absolutely. I love, I love this uh, information. You're very generous and you are very caring about your audience. I know this. I have experienced it. So I have a very high degree of confidence in your abilities. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone who joined us this, uh, on this recording, on this, on this session. I hope you are being blessed and inspired and encouraged by the words of wisdom and generosity that uh, Rich has shared with everyone. And uh, you, there's people right now who have less experience than you, less qualifications than you, but there's a difference. They live in their, the life that you only can dream of. The difference is they made a decision and took imperfect action. And I think Rich has uh, resonated with that as well. Thank you, everyone who was watching and listening, and I'll see you next time. And don't forget to speak brave. <laughs>